welcome back to the Angel Investors Access Show. On this series, we talk to startups, angel investors, VC firms, mentors, coaches, and stakeholders that play a part in the Australian entrepreneurial ecosystem. Proudly brought to you by C2 Angels, helping build a community of like-minded, aspiring angel investors right across Australia and beyond. Have you booked your angel opportunity investment discovery session yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Become an angel investor today and visit c2angels.com. And now let's head to the next episode and join me with our special guest. Well, welcome back everyone to the Angel Investors Access Show with your host, Brandon Burns from C2 Angels. I'm excited to share with you today's guest. He is an entrepreneur, a founder and an investor at Your Energy Partner. It's Cameron Bell. How are you? Good, Brandon. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Mate, my pleasure. And it's good to have you on the show to tell your story from all different facets because you've sort of been in the founder's seat, mm-hmm. the entrepreneur's seat, the investor's seat, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you've probably done a bit of mentoring as well in your time. So, I mean, I think, yeah, I've, I think everyone has worn a bit of different hats. I think everyone wears all their hats at one time as Correct. well. Correct. Yeah. Part of, the, part of the fun. We should have worn one today. <laughs> um, so, something we like to do at the start of the episode to really paint a picture for those listening who are on the treadmill or driving. Yep. Some are lucky enough to be able to watch this right now. Nice. But I want them to imagine we're in the elevator like we were before this yeah. episode. <laughs> and in 45 seconds or less, maybe tell me what a typical day in the life of Cameron Bell looks like pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. Okay, cool. Actually, my COVID's fairly similar. Okay. Uh, we had a, obviously had a bit of a break. Uh, all right, I'm, a, I'm up pretty early, so I'm a gym goer, so I'm usually up at 5.36 for nice. the gym. Love my kind of morning uh, endorphin kick, that really gets me going. I don't drink coffee, so that's my kind of, that's my blood rush. Um, I'm usually in the office by kind of 7.38. I get that hour, hour and a half to myself where I like to go through my emails, get a lot of my stuff done. Then we have the team that comes in, so we've got about a te- team of 10 in the office, and we have our kind of daily daily prayers or daily yep. brief in the morning. Daily prayers, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's supposed to go for 15 minutes, usually goes for about half an hour, I'm trying to shorten down. Uh, then after that, I'll usually stay around the office for the morning, get anything yep. I need to get done in terms of your energy partner. So I'll get that work done kind of usually in the mornings. Yep. And then the rest of the day will be whether I have meetings, whether I'm looking at different things to invest in, talking to different partners, yep. uh, a lot of meetings, which is kind of keeps me busy. Yeah, very nice, mate. Very cool. Jam-packed yeah. day. Um, all right. So what I want to know is, obviously, you've got this this startup right now, your energy partner, which is mm-hmm. really scaling and entering a phase of growth and raising. Yeah. So talk to me about what's made you believe as the founder that now is the time to raise and why you're confident that um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay off at, at this time right now. What are the factors that have occurred in the business, given you've done this a couple of times already, yeah. that have made you go, yep, now's the time we've got to go hard and we've got to raise? Yeah, so this business in particular has been very interesting. We've had... Um We've had we've only been we've been going for about a year now, so still technically startup, but we've yep. had we've had good revenue. So our business mm. is, is we're, we're making money, which is great for a first year in business. So really happy with that. Yeah, because we've now proven the concept, we've proven the business model. We know that it works. Now yep. is where we want to scale. So we still have that. We still definitely we had a really serious discussion about this whether we're going to. We've currently bootstrapped the business. Whether we're going to continue to do it, yep. bootstrap it, and, and grow it as we can afford to grow it, or we inject a decent amount of capital into it, give away a percentage of our equity, obviously, and then we grow a lot faster. Yeah. And when you've got an idea which is maybe a bit new, you do have a fear that competitors are going to try and get you. So that's yeah. one of the reasons why we've thought, let's scale our growth now. So if a competitor does come, we've already got a bit of a, bit of a yard ahead of them. Great. All right. So flipping now to in- investor mode, mm-hmm. um, does displaying as the founder that you've 
chose to pull the trigger and raise because of that momentum and growth yeah. and that urgency around wanting to have a leg up on the competition. Mm-hmm. Does that resonate positively with a potential investor, do you think, because they can see that you're willing to really take ownership? Yeah, I mean, I think you need to, for me as an investor, I guess as well as a founder, but you need, you need to see that proven concept. It's yeah. very hard. Um, it's very hard mentally to invest in a business that's pre-revenue and you don't know where it's going to go. I've done it before and I love doing it, but it's a risk. You have to be that kind of character yeah. who's willing to take that risk. Whereas a lot of investors, uh, they want to see that traction and they want to see that you're making money and the scalability to grow it nationally, then potentially internationally. Yeah. So I would have... I personally probably wouldn't have taken this business uh, for our seed running when it was just a when it was just an idea. Uh, now that we know, yeah, like I said, now that know, know that it does work, we're, we I feel more confident with taking yeah. someone's money to to grow it. Love it, excellent. <laughs> All right, so we were talking off air that you've actually got quite a large sales team at your disposal, mm-hmm. which is a great skill and tool to have within a business and we all know the, the power and momentum you can generate with a team like that for sure yeah um talk to me about how much you're raising yep uh why that and mm-hmm. sort of what it's going to go towards uh being spent on and what it's going to achieve yeah sure so we haven't got the final amount that we're raising yet we're kind of going through a an interest campaign so yep. we're trying to test the water test the markets figure out how much people how what our kind of potential so if someone gives you a billion dollars you're not going to say no <laughs> True, not going to say no to a billion dollars. But our roadmap doesn't really have a billion dollars planned out. We could, we could obviously change our roadmap. Yeah. Uh, our roadmap is currently for the next five years and we, we don't want to, I guess, take money that we don't need. We, yeah. We're not going to go overboard. We have it pretty well planned out with how much we think we need and obviously a bit of a buffer space. Yeah. Uh, and that does involve... Right now we operate in three states, but Victoria is... We're very, very highly targeted in Victoria. Melbourne yep. which is where we are now. Uh, we want to expand to Australia... Or these other three states yeah. with officers, staff, man, so set them up properly, and then Australia nationally. Once the restrictions lift, yeah. Once the restrictions lift, yes. Yeah. A lot of cheap rent going at the moment, though, so that's really handy. <laughs> <laughs> that's one. What a good point. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so what does this need to go on? Is this, is this going to build out the sales force more? It's going to build out the sales force, definitely. It's also going to build out... Our, di- our business model slightly. So we're going to pivot our business model slightly. Not pivot it, but add on to what we're doing. So yeah. we've kind of, we've got a really good customer base, but we're, we've just figured out an opportunity where we can sell to them more, where we can offer okay. them something else. Yeah. Um, so in the energy space, there's energies are very much a long-term payment that everyone makes. So everyone has power at home, you're always paying for power every True. day. True, yeah. So instead of the kind of initial upfront sale that we are making, we're just, we've, we've assessed other ways where we can, we can yeah. keep them as long-term customers and keep offering them something. That's great. And you've got a live customer to validate with continuously. Exactly. What yeah. a great position to be in. <laughs> All right. So um, just for people watching and listening before we continue, what's the best way that they can find out about your energy partner so they can have a Google now? Have a Google, just type in our, uh, so yourengiepartner.com.au. Uh, feel free to reach out to me. I'm at just Cameron at yourengiepartner.com.au or you can jump out to me on LinkedIn, Cameron. Now, <laughs> this is a good test for me and I yeah. need you to jump in and correct me if I'm wrong, but sure. you pitched me in the elevator earlier. Yeah. Um, from what I can gather at a high level, your energy partner gives people the ability to generate uh, energy from a battery within the home? Y- yeah, Yes, if you can correct me, and they can sell Finish it. To it the, then I'll yeah, you. and there's an element of being able to sell your energy not only back to the grid mm-hmm. but to your neighbours. Yeah. So what? So what? The 
Pretty much, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell me I'm wrong, please. So the way we were setting it up is that every homeowner is a, is now their own little energy retailer. They can now sell okay. their power to almost anyone. So there is the That's option cool. currently, which is called feed-in tariff, which allows for, for someone to sell their excess solar uh, energy yep. back to the grid, but it's very, very marginal. It's not really enough to make much money on it. just offsets your bill slightly. So what we want to do is we want to assist homeowners to implement like a larger energy output on their roof, yep. giving them the ability to make money off the energy they're producing. I like the sound of that. Yeah. <laughs> My last electricity bill was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is a huge pain point you're solving Yeah. and probably goes a long way to um, why you've been able to validate the idea and now the business. So Correct. kudos to you. All right. Now I want to switch gears and get you to cast your mind back to on your journey Yeah. when you first had an inkling to want to become an angel investor? Because mm-hmm. I'm sure being an entrepreneur and a founder at heart, you've always probably had a plan and a, and a desire to want to invest. But then, you know, you've probably come into periods where you've had capital to do so mm. more so than other times. But what's made you go, I really want to actually follow through and, and do that? I think it's part of it is as a, as a young, small uh, entrepreneur or young bootstrap business, like many years ago, the, this idea of the angel investor, one, the name is, 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 is a bit uh, fanciful, but also this angel investor coming in to help assist your business, to help grow it, advice, mentorship, yeah. things like that. Yep. It's, this, it's always had this concept of, it's been very elusive. How, how do you become an angel investor? What exactly is an angel investor? Yeah. I have that idea of, of being that like, one day. Like when you're a kid, you want to be an astronaut. You, you don't really know exactly What's what involved? they do. You just yeah. know that he goes to the moon, which is fucking cool. <laughs> I don't know if I swear on this. That's all right. We can put us, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I get what you're saying there because a lot of, a lot of people, it's just the familiarisation and the education element, which mm. is what we're obviously focusing on at C2 Angels to break it down and people some people are probably doing it without even realizing Mm. uh, through supporting family and friends but there definitely is an element of it i think that a lot of people realize oh there's a lot of risk and um it's a low probability of coming off and it's relatively long term so maybe now's a good time for you to share one of your most recent experiences as an investor because from the sounds of it it's been a pretty quick Traction and, and turnaround and, and yeah. good result. You know? And I will. I'm going to jump back and answer other yeah, questions. Yeah, Another yeah. answer. So, uh, I've just completely lost my train of thought. That's right. I did that. I do that to all my guests. <laughs> I ask about three part questions, but I will talk about when you first got on the journey and what made you go, yeah, I'm going to do it seriously. I'm, I'm actually going to invest in a business. Yeah, right. So, I think myself, yourself, every one person has a huge potential that we can do in our lifetime with whether mm-hmm. it's starting different businesses or whatever we want to accomplish. But the amount of people that, the amount of things that 10 different people can can get behind and start is obviously tenfold. So yeah. one of the things I really, really like about the idea of investing in other businesses is I can be part of so much more amazing things that are happening in the world. Uh, different industries, like I, I, I'm in renewable right now, but I've got my investments are not in renewable at all because I've kind of got this business. So I've got I've got investments in in esports, um, blockchain. Mm-hmm. Uh, my fir- my first businesses, one was actually in the food industry, mm-hmm. uh, and I had a digital marketing business. So all over the place, and I, that's I, I do like that as as a person. And personally, I don't think I could start. I couldn't keep founding many different businesses, so I like yep. the idea of backing other businesses, and you get to see them from when they start to when they exit, and, yep. and then some. So yeah, totally. So it's an exciting um, experience. Yeah, yeah. You get Very to meet exciting. some great people. Yeah, yeah. And it's all learning. I would you you'd never invest. I would never invest any money that you can't afford to lose. It's obviously yep. the number one rule in, in any investing. Um, so it is obviously a huge risk in any kind of investing, and if you lose the money. 
you've lost the money. If the business doesn't succeed, the business doesn't succeed, but you've ideally learned a huge amount as you've gone and done it. Yeah. So that's kind of always had that, I've always had that in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. Am I gonna learn something while I'm doing this project, even if I lose all my money? Yeah, great, fantastic. Yeah. Kudos to you, man. And for those listening and watching, if you haven't booked an opportunity discovery session already to find out how to actually become an angel investor, what are you waiting for? Because this is a, a great example of how easy and fun it can be to get into. And what I want to ask you there, mm-hmm. Cameron, is when you get into seed funding of an early stage startup, some people think you have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, but that's often not the case. So where can angel investment start and how, how, how little can a seed investment sometimes be? I mean, if you want to, there's. I mean, if you want to go down the route of any kind of like crowdfunding equity, equity yep. crowdfunding, that can start at less than a thousand dollars. That's minuscule. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, not minuscule for everyone, but it, it's a very like yeah. easy amount of money for a lot of people to access if you want to just test the waters. But then you don't really get a great relationship with the founder. You yep. don't really get as much involvement. So I don't really. I'd rather maybe f- in, find a bit more and invest a bit more to get that relationship. If you kind of can get to the 10, 20K mark, which is obviously a large amount of money for everyone, that's that's kind of really where you can kind of make your first investments into into a seed round. So obviously seed round is, is generally pre-revenue and, and higher risk. Uh, so as a, as a result, you buy in at a cheaper price. If you're going yep. into a Series A, you are going to spend a little bit more money to get that same chunk of equity. Yeah, excellent. Cool. Well, that's, that's encouraging. It, yeah. it opens it up for a lot of people to um, access and, and play as mm. such. All right, so you mentioned that you've had a couple of businesses already. Yeah. And we were talking off air of in a similar situation and there's been ups and downs. Mm -hmm. Would you be brave enough to share with us maybe one key mistake or challenge that you've had to overcome that's actually turned out to be a really cool learning experience? Yeah, for sure. Uh, The first business, me and a different business partner ever started, uh, it was... Uh, it was in the food, so in the hospitality industry. It was yeah. kind of like, it was almost like an Uber Eats, but for, for chefs to order uh, uh, produce from their wholesalers. Yeah. So chefs have the ability... who wants to go to the market? Or is that kind of like what it is? Yeah, or? kind of. Or it's, it's just a very archaic system at the moment. A lot of pen and paper, a lot of emails. There's kind of no internal uh, ordering software yep. that a lot of gotcha. people use. Unless you're a big scale hotel, but a lot of the mum and pop restaurants are just like really archaic. Yeah. So we kind of had a bit of a solution. We invested over $100,000 into this solution before we had even tested our audience. We, we never developed a minimum viable product. Mm-hmm. We never tested it with our potential customers to see what they thought or, or wanted. Yeah. Um, and it's still a good idea, but the amount of money we invested into it without actually realizing what our customers wanted was a huge, huge error. Mm. Uh, as a result, I've learned never to do that again. Because yeah. <laughs> every business is about serving your customers. So you've got to create whatever your customers need. So yep. it's about finding who your target customers are and then creating what they need. Yeah, excellent. All right, cool. That's great. And um, so the key learning there is find a way to bootstrap and spend, I wouldn't say as little as possible, but a, a smaller amount to get that MVP, minimum viable product, happening. Now, I guess the next question is, how do you know when you've mm-hmm. validated a minimum viable product? So some people would say, I've contacted 100 of my prospective clients and they've completed a survey yeah. and they've actually been forthcoming and saying it's something they'd be willing to pay for. Yeah. Now, is that a minimum viable product? Or is that just an element of validation? I think it's an element of validation. I think so you, what's that next step? You need to have revenue. You need to actually have someone paying you for it. Okay, and so even though even though your minimum viable product is probably not finished yet and it probably still needs a lot of work, if you have 
even a small amount of customers paying for it who are, maybe aren't just family and friends, yep. then you can show that someone or a few amount of people are willing to pay for it, then you can grow it. Cool, excellent. So the key is get paying clients. <laughs> 100%, yeah. <laughs> All right, so you've been on the, the receiving end and the giving end of advice. Yeah. Um, I want to learn from you. Obviously, what's the best you've been given and from who? Mm. And our audience always loves to hear what's the juiciest, worst, most scandalous piece of advice you've ever been given and by who? <laughs> so I think one of the... Um, I think one of the... I wouldn't say it's the worst piece of advice, but it's a bit of advice that's always stuck with me is that and this isn't just about investing, this is about almost everything in life, is that things are never going to be easy, like life will always be hard. And life is not easy, but it is fairly simple. If you can figure out exactly, I mean, in business it can be very simple. Definitely not easy, but it can be simple. If you yeah. figure out what your customers need and you, you solve a problem for them, then you figure out a way to monetize it, you've got a, a scalable, successful business. It yep. really, really can be as simple as that. So I think we do have a tendency to over oversimplify things and overcomplicate things. Mm -hmm. If people, I mean, in my, we, we have this all the time, even in my work, where we, we think about things too much and we get too involved. Sometimes after weeks of discussions, we just come back to the simplest, most straightforward solution, which is quite yep. often the best. Yep, excellent. So that was best piece of advice? It was kind of the worst, which <laughs> the I worst. Didn't change. That's my best piece of advice. You turned the negative into a positive. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. What about in your in your in your shoes as investor? Mm -hmm. When you've I mean you would receive overtures from startups all the time, right? And they're sending you pitch decks, they're trying to get your time to talk to you about their idea of investing in them and their business. Mm -hmm. Maybe talk to us about what's like a key exercise or a, a thing that you implement and do that tells you what you need to know quickly. So you can efficiently sort of size up an opportunity mm. and a startup without it, it, it taking over your time too much, but more importantly, giving the ability to say yes or no and get to the next. Yeah. If, if you are investing in that kind of seed level where a lot of angels do invest in that seed level, it is hard because quite often businesses don't have that MVP yet. So it is hard to figure out, okay, this is how much it's costing you to acquire a customer. This is how much a customer's worth to you. This is how scalable it is. Yep. So they're quite handy when you're at a seed level, uh, yep. sorry, series A level, and you can you can tell that and you can use a lot of traction. Yep. So that's a bit easier to kind of do have a little formula or a system to know what you want to invest in. With seed, I'd love to write it down and give say this is my strategy. I think I put a lot of emphasis on the founder. Yep. So I look at the pizzazz a founder has. I don't really know if there's a good word for it, but if, if he's got a good pizzazz, if he can talk to people well, if, he can, if you know he can lead people, if he has ran businesses before, mm -hmm. if he is willing to listen to your advice, a lot, of, mm -hmm. a, lot of, a lot of founders actually, or a lot of entrepreneurs want investment, but they don't want the advice that comes with it. They just want the money thinking they can do everything themselves. So that is obviously a huge red flag. Yeah, yeah, totally. I agree. Um, we've got, yeah, two of these and one of these. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Um, is there actually two part question? Yep. First part is uh, for a hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. uh, what are you reading right now? What are you listening to? What am I listening to? I'm listening to your podcast actually. Hello, look out! <laughs> there we go. Yeah, but I should that, get into it. That aside, um, <laughs> there's a, a really really good podcast called Business Lunch by Roland Fraser. Okay. Uh, and he does re some really good business mentorship and investing as well. So yeah. he's a really really good mentor that I've kind of that I have been connecting with recently. Yeah. So his podcast is great. Business Lunch. Okay. Business cool. Lunch, Check yes. that one out. Very very good. Uh, it's I think the idea is every Friday he goes out for lunch with someone and they just chat a, chat business over lunch. I like that. Really cool, yeah. Very nice. And uh, you hear a bit of eating and yeah. food fluttering around <laughs> <Exactly>. everywhere. <laughs> 
book I am reading, I've got I, I've got a lot of books that I am midway through. I kind of I take a bit of time. Um, I'm actually reading a book right now. I couldn't even tell you who it's by, but it's called How Money Works, mm-hmm. and it's got a lot of it's got a lot of infographics and images. That's why <laughs> part of the reason yeah. why I like it. It's explaining the conception of money, how money was first invented from the bar, original barter system yep. up until kind of the gold standard was removed off money and money became technically worthless yeah. uh, until now kind of what it is. And then it also goes into digital money, obviously now in crypto money and how, mm. they're, how they're valued, how we see them as a society and how we trade them, which I, th- I find very, very interesting. So you've got an interest in a, in a blockchain style business as well, yeah? Yeah, recently in a, a, a logistics, which is as their kind of background, their, their building in blockchain, yeah. yes. I love it. Excellent. Yeah. I don't pretend to fully understand blockchain, but that's why. That's what I mean. <laughs> Other people do, and we can we can get behind them and back them to do what they're good at. Yeah, totally. All right. So, is there one particular person in this space, whether it be an entrepreneur or a mm-hmm. VC or an investor, that you kind of really look up to, or you really in, enjoy watching their trajectory and what they're getting up to? I mean, everyone. A lot of people say Elon Musk, or mm, I mean, for me, it's it's Ashton Kutcher because of yeah. how he's transferred from you know. Um, not being in the game to all of a sudden really having learnt it. Yeah. Um, and look, I've just mentioned two male examples. There's probably some amazing female founders and examples out there as well. But is there one particular person here that you gravitate I'll, to? I'll mention two actually as well. I will mention Roland Frazier because the last kind of six months I have been uh, yeah. pretty involved in that. So he's, he's a very, very good investor mentor. Teaches all about... Uh, Purchasing, acquired, uh, acquiring existing businesses as well. Yes. So it does talk about startups, but acquiring like whether it's a startup or an existing business. So that's mm-hmm. kind of a really another side of investing, which I'm, I'm enjoying learning about and potentially moving into as well. Uh, another another gentleman who some of you may know is Richard Farley. So he was yep. on the English Dragons then, I think only for a season or two. Oh, He's yeah. an Australian investor, now lives in the UK. Um, so I've chat, had a few chats with him. I've just reached out to him personally. He does a lot of stuff fairly quietly and fairly behind the scenes. Um, I don't even know if you, I can't actually remember if you made any investments on Dragon Den, but he's made a lot of really, really good investments uh, previously and kind of, and currently. He's written a really, really good book on taming, called Taming the Lion. So it's about investing in, in stocks. How he, he's a mathematician by trade, so wow. how to use formulas to invest in stocks. So again, so I he's UK based, he, yes. but he invests in the Australian market. Um, I think he actually invests in the US stock market. Yeah. But he's as a as a as a business as like an angel as a yeah. as a, a dragon, I guess. He I think he invests in yeah cool. UK companies. All right, Richard Farley, we'll share yeah. that one as well. He's good. All right, well, is there anything else you'd like to shine a light on or bring to the attention of our audience that we can really mobilise and do for you as a community before we wrap up? Yeah, just I mean just I think a lot of people have a lot of fear with investing, which is warranted. It's something we should be fearful of, but mm-hmm. fearful doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. it just mean, needs to mean needs to know you, what your what your risks are. So as long as people yeah. are aware that they may never see that money again, I think it's a really really good jump for everyone to who's interested in it to take a little risk. Yep. Whether whether it's whether it's a friend's business that you're really a bit iffy about, maybe it might just be a small amount of maybe a $1,000 equity crowdfund that you might jump into, um, just take that kind of first leap. It's never going to be as scary as people think. Yourenergypartner.com.au. Okay, yourenergypartner.com.au. And if people jump on the site, is there like a quick process they can go through to actually work out if this could actually work for them in their home? 
There isn't yet. There is yeah. in, being built right now. So you can register your interest in, to find out more. Is that right? Oh, you, we yeah. You just can't have it calculated online at the moment. We are in the yeah. process of building out our online tool for that. But you can yeah. definitely reach out and we can touch yeah. base with you. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I'd like to find out more because the pain is real. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show and I've really enjoyed you opening up to us and being quite candid around your investor experience as well. Yeah, no. It's always refreshing to so hear a founder. Yeah, pleasure, mate. And to see a founder switching and with their learnings and, and getting into the investment space is mm. cool. Book your uh, opportunity discovery, guys. If you're listening to this, it's a 30-minute session with our team and you actually get to find out if angel investing is for you and how it all actually works. And we're leading the charge trying to help you with that. So... Visit c2angels.com. Cameron Bell, you're a champion. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Brandon. Woo! And that's all we have time for today on the Angel Investors Access Show, your series with Brandon Burns from C2 Angels. If you're thinking about becoming an angel investor and you don't know where to start, then you know exactly where to head, c2angels.com, and book your angel investment opportunity discovery session now. Until next time, I'm Brandon Burns, and I'll catch you later.